For those of you who are visiting with us this morning, and also uh, those of you who are pretty new to our church family, it, it does look odd to have all of these things up on the stage behind me, but let me explain. Again, these are reminders. These are reminders of the things that we have been involved in over the last year. They are reminders of ministries, events, uh, special projects, retreats from the past year in which God worked through us and in us to do His will. And on the last Sunday of every year for the past 11 years, we have looked back at the year for one really important reason, and that is that God wants us to remember. In the Old Testament, in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, the writer says, Look to the Lord in His strength. Seek His face always. Remember the wonders He has done. Remember the wonders He has done. His miracles and the judgments He pronounced. And over in the New Testament, Peter does the same thing to the church that he writes to in 2 Peter chapter 1. He reminds them of the importance of being reminded. And he says, I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it's right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. 2012, last Sunday of the year, what we're going to do this morning is remember. And as we remember, I hope there's a couple of things that happen in our head and in our heart. The first is encouragement. Sometimes we develop the fish not seeing the water syndrome where we are surrounded by so much ongoing ministry that it becomes very easy at times not to notice it anymore or to become so involved in the very next thing that we forget about things that have been accomplished just weeks or days prior to that. But on top of all of this, it's really important for us to be proud of our church family and, and in the same way, you know, there's, sometimes we struggle with how we feel about our church family and we want to feel proud about it. The same way that we feel pride about our physical family. And we want our church family to be important to us and we want our church family to be something that we're proud of in the sense of wanting to invite our friends and neighbors and other members of our family to come and to be a part of and, and to be connected to God through our church family. So encouragement of knowing what our church ha has been able to do over the past year and what it's capable of, do capable of doing in the future is really important. But then number two, evaluation. As we get ready for 2013, we need to remember that we're not perfect. We have not arrived. There's still a lot of things that we need to do. There are a lot of things that we need to develop and to do better. And as we go through 2013, every person in this room needs to ask themselves this very important question. In what areas do I need to go to the next level in my own life? And we'll be talking about that next week as we introduce the theme in the very first Sunday of 2013. Uh, we asked the question this morning, though, as we look at all of these things and the different ministries and the different events that have taken place, where do I need to become involved? How can I be better in the body of Christ in this community? And that's, that's, that's basically why we're doing this this morning, is to be reminded, to be encouraged, to evaluate our own life now to the year. You remember that in the very first Sunday of 2012, we introduced the theme. The theme for 2012 was every day. And what we want to do one last time, we've already done it once this morning, we want to do it again. Let's say one more time our theme verse for the year, Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Let's say it together. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross every day and follow me. The challenge of the year 
was to become a better disciple of Jesus by being a disciple of Jesus every day. There's not a day that you take off. There's not a day that you take a holiday from being a disciple of Jesus of Nazareth. That's something that you do every day of the year. Now you'll remember that the way that we organize our ministries is to organize our church ministries around the two great scriptures that are found in the Bible. The scripture that we know is the Great Commandment and the scripture we know is the Great Commission. The Great Commandment says, love, your Lord, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all of your mind. And a second is like it in verse 39, love your neighbor as yourself. The Great Commission is found at the very end of Matthew's Gospel. Matthew chapter 28, we pick up in verse 19. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Now out of these two great verses, the Great Commandment and the Great Commission, we are given the five areas of, of focus or purpose for our church. We find fellowship, ministry, worship, evangelism, and discipleship development or discipleship disciple-making. Now what we're going to do from here on out is to look at these five uh, areas of God's purposes for the church and talk about the things that, that happened in 2012 under each of these headings. The first is going to be fellowship. You'll remember this year that we continued the midweek and Mac meals on Wednesday nights in the fellowship hall between our early bird class at 5.15 and our regular Bible classes at 7. We also, something that was kind of different this year, a spin on those, those meals, was to offer the opportunity for you to purchase a, a punch card where you could buy uh, 50 or, or 30 or any number of meals that you wanted in advance so that you didn't always have to have your checkbook or cash with you. You had the card. We're going to continue that this year. Our ladies at the beginning of 2012 got together for a ladies' retreat in New Braunfels. Kay Watson was the speaker, and our ladies were blessed by that. In April, out at Camp Bandina, the men's ministry hosted a retreat in which Kurt Nickham, a professor at Abilene Christian University, taught on leadership in the home and in the church. A lot of the men participated in that. It was a great blessing. On with the men's ministry, on the second Tuesday of every month, we had a prayer and, and fellowship luncheon over in the fellowship hall. And this year, we're going to continue that the second Tuesday of every month. Men, if you've not been involved in that or have never attended it, we want to make sure that you get a special invite to be a part of it this year. It's the second Tuesday of every month. We have lunch. It's $4. Talk to John Skipworth if you need more information on that. This past year, our men continued to meet together in what we call our LTG groups, life transformation groups throughout the week. Our children hosted a widow's and widower's luncheon on Valentine's Day, which is a great intergenerational event for the purpose of building relationships between those that are tiny and those that are older. Caring Sisters, one of the ladies' ministry, met again for another year of encouraging each other. Uh, every summer, there are just hundreds of kids from all over the United States, and our kids are part of this. They head off to the campus of Oklahoma Christian University for another session of camp. And we have our Zenith camps, our Impact camp, our Cornerstone camp. Our kids are involved in it. Many of you serve as counselors or teachers. Some of you are the bus drivers and, and the, the transportation uh, folk that get these kids up there and back. And again, we'll be looking for another great camp season in 2013. In September, we had our family camp at the HEB camp near Lakey. It was another great success during the first week of September. This year, it was actually a little bit cooler than it had been in the past. 
Uh, the family ministry hosted another sweetheart banquet in February. Can you put me on that? There we go. Put me on that one. Uh, where was I? Oh, pasta and petals. It was our sweetheart banquet in February. It was over in the fellowship hall. Uh, Richard and his ministry, they do a great job of putting together events that pull together our families and, and involve families in a host of different kinds of ways. And it's intergenerational and it's a wonderful thing. We're thankful for that ministry. All of the ladies were blessed by their involvement and attendance in ladies' Bible class. Uh, for those of us that were in staff uh, meetings or, or were involved in our offices with different folks on Tuesday mornings, we were always blessed by the number of ladies that showed up for that Bible class. There was, there was 80 or 90 ladies that were showing up in the fellowship hall for ladies' Bible class every Tuesday. And that's going to continue this next year, and we're thankful for that. Be a part of it. Uh, one of the things that we've been doing for uh, a, a number of years now, the Tuesday right before Thanksgiving is to get together and to praise God for all of the, the great things that He has blessed us with in this nation and in this church family and to pray for those that are going to be traveling to San Antonio and those from our church family that are going to be traveling throughout uh, the state or outside of the state to visit with family during Thanksgiving. We pray for the safety of all of those people and then we enjoy all of the pecan pie and the pumpkin pie and all of the different kinds of pies that are brought, but predominantly the... The pumpkin pie. There's always a ringer in the group. We will pray for you, my brother. <laughs> but, you know, we're just touching on the hem of the garment when it comes to the fellowship uh, 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 ministry and events and special projects that we have with this church. And one of the things that I really want for us to do this next year is for every one of us to think, was I involved in such a way with these fellowship outings and projects and events and seminars and these different kinds of things that I feel closer that the predominant relationships that I have in my life are made up of the people that belong to this church. It's really important because when life comes at you, and it will, it will come at you hard at times and there will be turmoil and adversity and there will be crisis and there are going to be times when you're going to be conflicted and there are going to be times when you don't know what to do. You need another person. In fact, you need a group of people that you call your friends, your family. They're your fellowship. They're the, your confidants. They're the people that pray for you. And in 2013, one of your goals is to figure out how can I be brought deeper into the fellowship of this church. Now we move to ministry. We did Intersect on the first Monday nights. That was a place for people to plug in and to do ministry. Cody Spear helped organize the area youth ministers and, and the youth groups with a very successful uh, work camp in which eight homes that were needing some refurbishing, they were needing to be scraped, they were, needing, they, were, they were needing paint, they were needing caulking, they were needing some minor repairs. These eight homes were painted free of charge to these families as community service. We're thankful for Cody and what he does with the youth. We held Financial Peace University classes throughout the year. We're taking sign-ups right now for a class to begin in January. If you're about to get married, if you're thinking about getting married, if you just uh, got into a new job for the first time, you're making uh, a salary or you're, you're being paid uh, more money than you've ever been paid before, it's about time that you sit down and think about your future and think about finances and stewardship and how God not only wants to be a king of your life, but He wants to be king of every part of your life. 
And so be thinking about Financial Peace University as something that you can be involved in or uh, participate in this year. Our senior adult ministry, the Magnificence, continue to develop under the leadership of Don and Carol Hollins. Uh, the work days, the game nights, the trips, all of these things continue to bless people in and outside of our church family. Uh, this year, the Senior Adult Ministry with Don and Carol Holland sponsored a health and wellness fair over in the Fellowship Hall. Hope we have these things in the future. We also hosted a couple of lunches for the Christian medical students down at the University of Texas Health and Science Center, down at the medical center uh, over here off of, of uh, 410 and 10. And many of you were involved in preparing and taking the food over to these Christian medical students who are studying very hard. Sometimes they, they don't have time to eat a proper meal. And, you know, we prepared the food for them, took it down, and, and hosted a devotional time for them. MAC also sponsored a lot of blood drives this year. And every year, uh, about three times during the year, there are a lot of you that show up over in the fellowship hall on that Sunday to donate blood, to minister to people in this community. The Care Cottage, under David Banton's leadership, does a great job of feeding and clothing people in need in our community. If you're new to our church, right across the parking lot is a, is a house. We call it the Care Cottage. David is, uh, the, uh, is uh, the, the ministry leader over the Care Cottage. He would love to show you around and, and explain to you what the Care Cottage does. In short, if people have a financial need and they're not able to feed and to clothe their family, they can go to the care cottage and receive that food, receive that clothing for their children for, fee, for free. And it's supported uh, exclusively by our church family here. And there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people every year that go through the care cottage. And we're thankful for that ministry and all of the people that work at it. Our church also sponsored another reading camp for children in the neighborhood, uh, in the neighborhood around the church building here. And, and for a couple of days this summer, we, our church building was filled with kids, and many of you were helping them with this reading camp. On church, uh, our church also, during the summer, had what we call Thrilling Thursdays under the leadership of our children's director, Kirby Tomberlin. It was for kiddos and their friends. This past summer, it was a blast to come here on a Thursday with all of these kiddos up here. And there was one Thursday where they were learning how to cook, and I was the recipient of that. It was awesome. And then there was a, they, they learned science. And I walked in and they had, they had a, you know, they were teaching the, the kids about, you know, the, the inside of the human body and, it was, and how God made us wonderful. And it was, it was great. It was one of the best things I got to see all summer was Thrilling Thursdays. Close to 100 couples so far in our church family have attended Dynamic Marriage over the last couple of years. And we're going to continue to host them in 2013. Listen, Dynamic Marriage is a wonderful ministry. And if you have a good marriage, it'll take you to great. It is, it is a ministry that is designed to help you and your spouse to learn about each other, to, to grow in your intimacy by, by delving in deeper into each other's soul, heart, and mind, by, by spending about eight weeks doing homework and, and, and then going to a, a, a once-a-week class with, with other couples that are doing the same thing. And if you need some more information on that, I would ask you to see me or Richard Shaw after the assembly this morning. But we would love for you to be a part of dynamic marriage because if marriages are strong, then what is strong? Families are strong. And if marriages and families are strong, then our church family is strong and blesses everybody. Parents, do you know what the greatest gift you can give your kids today is? A strong marriage. The big, when I was growing up, you know what I feared? I feared that there would not be pecan pie. 
I feared that the Russians would attack. I feared that a tornado. You know what kids are afraid of today? That mom and dad aren't going to make it. That's their number one fear, that mom and dad aren't going to make it. And so the greatest thing that you can give your kids, even if your marriage is wonderful, is to give them a fantastic example of what it means when two people love each other under God's ordinances, what that looks like in their home. Speaking of marriage, this past October we invited back Dr. Jerry and Lynn Jones for the Marriage Matters Seminar. There were tons of you, that, hundreds of you that were a part of that uh, in October as we went a week with the Joneses talking about marriage. At the end of the year we did Holiday Harvest. We had uh, about 550 families that were ministered to by our church family. Some of these families are having a struggle in this economy making ends meet. Not only did they not have enough food uh, to, to sustain them, but some of them did not have the, the, the resources to be able to, to provide presents for their kids. In one Sunday, we donated, as a church, enough money to feed 550 families and, and to sustain them for a couple of weeks during the end of this year, as well as, as provide their children toys. I mean, about $30,000 was raised in one Sunday to fund Holiday Harvest. And I'm telling you, there are people in our community who they, they may not know very much about what churches are all about, but they know that there is a group of people at 410 and, and Starcrest at the Starcrest exit that love them and gave generously for them to be blessed at the end of this year. And God is happy with that kind of ministry when people are blessed in His name. Each Sunday, you may not know this, but there are hundreds of people that make Mac work. There are greeters. We have some of the friendliest and warmest greeters in the country. If you come into this building, we hope that you are met by somebody who, who shakes your hand, puts an arm around you, looks you in the eye and says, we're glad to see you. You're part of us. Come on in. You're locked. And Tom Lockridge has done a great job of organizing the greeters over the years. If you're interested in being a part of that in 2013, see Tom Lockridge. We also have folks who are unable because of health or because of uh, other issues that are going on in their life that are unable to, to, to be here with us. And so what we do is we take communion to those who are unable to make it to our assemblies. And there's a whole group of people that do that. And if you would like, if that sounds like something that you would like to be involved in, uh, Ed and Gray Biggers are the people to talk to about that. Robert Hatcher. Robert Hatcher is, is, is one of the unsung heroes of the MacArthur Park Church of Christ. The building is locked. The lights uh, are, are turned off. Uh, at the end of the, the assemblies, uh, you arrive here and the doors are unlocked. The classrooms are open. The lights are on. Everything is running because of Robert Hatcher. And Robert is that guy that is behind the scenes, behind the curtain, that makes sure that this building is ready to receive people on Sundays and Wednesdays. If you have a pink card, send it to Robert Hatcher and thank him for all of the stuff that he does to help make this church function on Sundays and Wednesdays. We have a bunch of guys that work back there in the booth. You know, I don't always look this good. I don't always sound this good. I'm actually like four foot, and they make me five foot seven. I mean, these guys in the booth, they do wonders. And we have uh, Brian Taylor and Brody O'Brien, uh, Grant Cobb, Quinn Britt, who has moved away, was a part of this, this cadre of workers in the back room there. Uh, Steve Linscombe, Jeff Hosman, Jeff Marks, Charles Noble, Tiger Isell, all in 2012 worked in that booth to make sure that the lights and the sound and the projection and everything was working. They do a wonderful job. And if you're going out by that window, make sure you thank them today. 
Do you know how hard it is to serve communion to a, a, a group this large and for it to go just like that? Larry Wojtasek, Reader Dowdy, David Pittman Jr., Byron Tony, Rico Counts, Jason Brand, and others organized the communion service and the communion distribution every Sunday. And every Sunday night, it's prepared for those that were unable to take it on Sunday morning. And, and Jimmy Carter prepares it on Wednesday afternoon so that it's ready for all of us on Sunday. There are a ton of people that work to make uh, this church experience great every Sunday and Wednesday. There are those that take the counts. You see them when they pop their head in and they count the number of people. It's important for us to know who's here and who's not here. And that's, that's ministry. Let's move on to worship. This year we studied through a couple of books of the Bible. We began the year with our insight seminar. We did Matthew. We did uh, in our Sunday morning adult Bible classes as well in the sermon series, God With Us, a study of Matthew. Right now on Sunday nights, and we have for the last couple of months, been looking at 1 John. On Sunday mornings we spent about four weeks going through the little Old Testament prophetic book of Jonah. We spent some time on Sunday mornings going over the second coming of Jesus. And we finished up the year talking about the armor of God. I mean, we studied some great stuff this year. And our church is better equipped. You know, one of the things that we've not done in December uh, because of the kind of study that we were doing with the characters of Christmas is we hand out these, these little uh, outlines that you can use to follow along. Do you know what those things are good for? Not only do they help you stay awake, give you something you can doodle on, fill in the blanks, I'm just teasing, because I can see... I see all of you now. <laughs> all eyes up here, you know. What that does, take for instance the book of Matthew. We spent 13 weeks going over Matthew in the sermon series. Two pages of notes every Sunday, 13 weeks. You've got 26 pages of notes on the Gospel of Matthew plus what you covered in Sunday school that morning. That means that you have a small book on the Gospel of Matthew that you can use to study with somebody else. You can use it for your own personal teaching. The same thing is true on Sunday nights with 1 John. 16 sermons so far over this small book of five chapters and we're about halfway through it. That means that when we're done with 1 John, you're going to have probably you know, 30 pages, 40 pages of notes, your own personal notes on this book. All of that is to help you be a better steward of God's Word. Uh, we had a huge baby recognition Sunday. One of the great Sundays in, 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 in June is when we line up all of those families and all of those babies and recognize the fact that we are all praying for these children to be raised up in such a way that they know God, that they love Jesus, that the Spirit is in them because they've been baptized and expressed their faith through repentance and confession. And we had this whole front of the auditorium lined up with families. Cody organized our youth to lead a couple of assemblies. And every time I hear those young guys preach, I get a little nervous because I think my job's in jeopardy. We are so blessed to have these young men growing up and learning how to stand in front of a group of people and to talk about the importance and the power and the impact of God in their life. And because of uh, the, 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 the growing numbers of people that are here on Sunday morning, we had to enlarge our auditorium by 100 seats by adding that annex at the back of the auditorium. And as always, just a reminder, you can listen to all of the presentations that are made publicly by downloading or going to uh, the website and listening to it as an MP3. 
That's worship. There are more things to talk about in terms of the songs that we learned this year and the different men that got up here to lead singing. We're so thankful for Ben. We're thankful for Brad and the wonderful job. Found out this morning that he was leading singing because Ben woke up and, and had the crud that a lot of us have been struggling with. And Brad jumped up here and has done a marvelous job. The area of evangelism and outreach. I don't know about you, but, but every time we sing the greatest commands which is a song about loving one another as God has loved us and if we're not loving each other then how can we say that the love of God is in us when we sing that song which is primarily about loving the body of Christ fellow brothers and sisters in Jesus and we see all of those names that are listed up there it's hard for me to finish I get choked up we're talking about souls we're talking about people we love and people that are new that we're learning to love, and babies that are being born in our church family, that we're going to watch them grow up from the time that they were born to the... You, you know, I have one of the best jobs in the world because I get to be there when these babies are born and to welcome them and to hold them, and I also get to be there when they graduate from, from, from high school and I get to go to their, their football games or their, their band concerts, and, and then I get to marry them. And even I'm kind of getting to that age where I'm getting even to see some of those that I've married that are having kids that I saw that were very young when I started ministry. I mean, we love this church, right? We love every single person that's in it. And we want to remember those that have gone to be with the Lord ahead of us. And the anticipation that we have of, of seeing them one day. And when we see those names up there as we sing that song about loving one another, it's like the roll call of heaven for me. I'm really proud of the work in the area of outreach that Barry Newton does. I, you talk about a guy that is dedicated to sharing the Lord with people. Barry does a phenomenal job in helping our church, individual members, be more effective in sharing the joy and the hope that we have because of Jesus. He organizes with Steve Swan and others Operation Connect that continually helps people that are visiting our church family and want to know more about God, to connect to God. We've had several presentations of the Mustard Seed Seminar where you learn how to share your faith with another person. Uh, we also had uh, missionaries that were very active this year in ministering to people in countries all over the world. And, and once a month, Mark Blankenship, the ministry leader of our mission ministry, would get up and in his famous Mac Mission moment give us a, a, a telling of what is happening around the world with the missionaries we support. He, we also had our annual mission emphasis Sunday in October. We had Manuel and uh, Melissa Soto our missionaries in Santiago, Chile, in town this past fall, sharing with us about that work in Chile. Uh, I mentioned a minute ago about our mission emphasis Sunday in October. We had Dr. Carl Mitchell, former missionary in uh, Italy, uh, a, a, a professor at Pepperdine University and Harding University, uh, also an urban church planter, come and talk to us about God's mission. We sponsored a Honduran mission work trip we continue to be involved in Eastern European missions. World Bible School, or WBS, continues to teach hundreds and hundreds of people each year. And many of our members are faithful workers in this ministry week after week, year after year. Tim Hunter is to be commended for his leadership. He's excited about it. His name's up here so you can write it down. If you want to know more about World Bible School, go see Tim Hunter. Our church continues to sponsor a one-minute radio message on KTSA Radio to spark interest to build name recognition and to develop a relationship with the community, San Antonio at large. 
We sponsored a back-to-school supplies drive for families needing help to supply their children with school supplies. We held our second annual Christmas Eve Devo here. We had over 430 people present. We once again had a special Easter Sunday assembly in which we invited people in the community to worship and to hear a message about the cross of Jesus. Uh, this year, Barry Newton wrote a couple of Bible study guides. They're about this big, and you can put them in your Bible, and they're free. You just go out into the, the foyer or the, the family room or one of the hallways. You'll find them. They're free. Put them in your Bible, and when you find somebody to study the Bible with, you have the material right there with you. Mac Messengers, which is associated with Let's Start Talking, which, and it began back in 2009. Again, we sent Margaret Hatcher and Karen Loveland to Japan. We had countless Bible studies that were conducted by members of our church family with people in San Antonio. In fact, we had two baptisms at the end of this last week that we'll talk about here in just a minute. And then finally, discipleship and education, and we'll be done. Douglas Brown and his adult education ministry team organized excellent classes this past Sunday and Wednesday uh, during the year. We started the year off with a bang with our annual Insight Seminar, which featured Dr. James Baird of Oklahoma Christian Teaching over the weekend an introduction to Matthew. The material on Matthew was later taught in all of our adult Bible classes. Our adult summer speaker series, Summit, brought speakers from all over the state and from all over the country to speak on different subjects with the Sermon on the Mount. The children's ministry did Glow Heroes on Wednesday nights. The summer series for both the kids and the teens and the adults involved lots of cookouts that we had that were great. Richard Shaw uh, taught a lot of classes on Wednesday nights dealing with marriage and family. And if you know Richard, you know that Richard has a heart for families and for kiddos. And uh, if, if you're a, a, a parent or if you're married, you want to look at the kinds of classes that Richard is teaching on Wednesday nights and participate in that in 2013. Kirby Tomberline, our, uh, Tomberlin, our children's minister, was really active during the week with families, and especially the families of small children, in developing programs like Sparks, and lots of kids attended it. We had a senior recognition where all of our high school seniors graduated from high school, and we, we recognized that achievement. Uh, MACPAC continued getting children and parents together for spiritual activities. We continue to offer on Wednesday nights the early bird class at 515 for those that have a hard time getting back at 7 o'clock. <sighs> We're done. <laughs> you, you know, and, and we run this danger every year of, of not speaking about everything that we're involved in. And we don't do this because we're, we're trying to build up um, some kind of sinful, uh, you know, false, uh, idolatrous image of our church. That's not why we do it. What we, why, the reason we do this is, is to, to re remember. To remember. There were things that God did, that God was active in this church over the last year in ways that we need to be reminded and to rejoice and to reflect on our part in it, and to be happy, and to, be, and to have that sense of blessed, blessedness that comes when we know that we are in the middle of the stream of God's will for our life. And next Sunday we're going to be rolling out the theme for 2013. We want you to come back for that as we challenge you again to be involved in bringing glory to God in this community. We also want to give you an opportunity to respond to the gospel. If you've been studying with somebody in our church family, one of our shepherds, one of our members, one of our ministers, 
and you've come to that place in your life where you want to give yourself to Jesus and you want to be baptized because you've confessed Him to be your Lord and you've repented of a past life and you're looking forward to this new direction for your life in the future in 2013. On this last Sunday of the year of 2012, that is the day for your new birth to take place. And during the singing of this next song, if our church can minister to you in this way or in any way, some of our shepherds are going to be down here at the front. We want you to come down and talk to them as we stand and sing together. Hark the gentle voice of Jesus.